Men over age 75 had the highest suicide rate of any group last year. That's according to the National Center for Health Statistics. Analysts say that 2022 had the highest overall suicide rate since 1941, fueled in part by a shortage of healthcare workers and easy access to firearms. This is Pulse Check. I'm Alice Miranda Olstein. FDA Chief Scientist Namanjay Bumpus will become the agency's second-in-command early next year. She will become the agency's principal deputy commissioner, replacing longtime regulator Janet Woodcock, who Politico first reported will retire early next year after nearly four decades at the FDA. A new survey from the Medical Group Management Association finds that doctors and group practices rank electronic medical records as their top tech concern. Improving patient communications ranks second, and fixing billing systems comes in third. Only 13% said they are worried about AI. And... Members of Congress, the Biden administration, and the healthcare industry are batting around ideas to fix a crisis in primary care. Politico healthcare reporter Daniel Payne is here to tell us the latest. Hey, Daniel, thanks for being here. Hey, Alice, thanks for having me. So you have a new piece that is about a lot of different policy proposals and efforts going on at different levels of government to try to improve the primary care system. A lot of people don't have a primary care physician anymore. It's not like the good old days. And so what did people think needs to change and what are their ideas for how to do it? Certainly. There is, among patients, among policymakers, doctors, just about everyone agrees that the system as it stands right now is not really working and something needs to give. There are some movements in Congress to do that. There's one bill from Senator Bernie Sanders and Senator Roger Marshall to try to put a lot of money into community health centers, which would help improve access, they say, especially for people who have lower incomes or have much, if any, health insurance. There's also a sense that we just need to train more doctors, train more nurses, train more nurse practitioners, and on and on so that we have enough healthcare workers in general to be a part of this primary care system. The administration is on board with that goal as well. I mean, they're putting out a lot of grants to try to do just that. They're looking to maybe try to shift some payments from other specialties for reimbursement to primary care health workers to try to bolster the system and and get more people to pursue primary care. So it's a lot of little policies, maybe, that are happening together to try to have a big impact on the system overall. So what is the problem they're trying to solve with these proposals? Why are folks focused on this right now out of everything going on in healthcare? I think there are a few reasons, but one of the big ones is there's just a shortage of clinicians overall. There aren't enough people to see the number of patients who are out there and need care. There was a report not too long ago that found that the number of primary care clinicians retiring or leaving the field far outweighs the number of clinicians who are entering the field and who are in the pipeline to get the training to enter the field. And certainly the pandemic just accelerated that. A lot of people were talking about burnout. There was so much to do and people found other careers. They just couldn't handle the stress anymore. And the same is true for independent practices. I mean, they've been feeling pressures from paperwork to try to get appropriate reimbursements. And a lot of them have either sold their practices to larger groups like hospitals or private equity or just left altogether. So there are a lot of pressures that have sort of come together on this issue. And the pandemic just accelerated pretty much all of them. And patients and policymakers seem to sort of be at a breaking point to really try to do something about this. 
So in addition to what senators are talking about and the Biden administration, are there other groups or officials at different levels trying to pitch ideas on this front? I should say that Senator Bill Cassidy, who is ranking member on the HELP Committee, has opposed the Sanders-Marshall package. And he says that government has a role in this, but industry should really be the one leading the revolution of the system. That if the system's going to change, it's provider groups that really should be leading that charge and government should be supporting, among other criticisms of that package. So I think that is already playing out to some extent. I mean, there are a lot of provider groups who are trying to rethink, how can we stretch our workforce? or use it more efficiently so that there's better balance, there's less burnout, and also we can see more patients and give better care. And certainly the tech industry is also seeing an opportunity here. Amazon in particular is seeing an opportunity to provide primary health care in a way that's more efficient, that gives people more convenience and more access and, and does it in less time. So all around, there's a sense that the system is not working and there are a bunch of different ways to fix it from policymakers to Silicon Valley. Folks are really trying to put forward their solutions now post-pandemic. How do you sort of rank the prospects for some of these efforts? I mean, it's been very hard to pass much of any policy on Capitol Hill right now. They can barely just keep the government funded. But as you said, this isn't just happening on Capitol Hill. What would you say is most likely to actually happen in the months ahead? That's a great question. And I think that across the administration, we're already seeing movement that will happen. There are grants that are being distributed or in the process of being distributed. And HHS, particularly when it comes to workforce, has programs in the works across the agency. So I think that is certainly something we're going to see. And, you know, when it comes to Congress, essentially everyone on the Hill agrees that we need to train more clinicians in one way or another. And perhaps community health centers need a funding boost, even if folks don't agree with the numbers that Senator Sanders and Marshall are throwing out. They agree that there needs to be some increase. I think there is a consensus that something needs to be done. It's more of a question of exactly what can get done and get passed, like you're saying, and what effect will that end product have? Well, thanks so much for updating us on this, and please keep us posted as things develop. Absolutely. Thanks, Alice. And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Afra Abdullah is our producer. Annie Reese and Alex Keeney are our senior producers. Kara Tabor is an editor for Pulse Check. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyne, Beth Belton, and Sean Seller. I'm Alice Miranda Olstein. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening. 